it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. I had the pleasure in interviewing Cynthia Tawia. She is the owner of Diva by Cindy. And she also is the creator of the first vending machine for natural hair care products. Uh, She was full of energy and we had so much fun chatting. She has an interesting story on how she even got into the beauty industry. And what she's doing right now is phenomenal. And I think you're just really going to be inspired by her journey, her story along the way. And she has a lot of information that would help any entrepreneur, but especially in the beauty industry, if you're looking to own a salon or to start your own line, this is an interview that you do not want to miss. So I think you're really going to enjoy this interview as I did. Here's a little bit of Cindy's bio. Cindy Tawia is the creator of Diva by Cindy, a natural hair care line, which is a natural alcohol-free brand with extremely detangling ability. She's a former RN, and at the age of 16, her chemistry teacher inspired her through teaching her how to create nail polish and lipstick, and this just kind of sparked an interest in her to start creating products from the age of 16. I think you're really going to enjoy this one, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Cindy Tawia. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you, Brandi. You're welcome. I'm super excited to talk to you today, Cindy. Thank you. I'm excited to share and connect. Yeah. So, Cindy, I like to start off with a fun fact question. So, tell Mm -hmm. us something about yourself that most people would not know. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I love it. As extroverted as I am, I love to be alone. I love spending time in meditation in my healing room, my sanctuary, and just being alone with God. I just love that. So that's one thing a lot of people don't know about me. I think they probably think she's always out there talking, chit-chatting, connecting, selling, promoting. No, I love to be alone. So that's one of the things a lot of people don't know about me. Yeah. Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think... (laughs) Everyone needs a little bit of a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, just to have a peace of mind, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel you there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I feel you there. So because yes. um yes. now the way things are set up right now, I'm not alone very much because mm-hmm. we're all at home. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we're all in each other's spaces, right? Right, right. (laughs) But my family is good about, like, we have our own rooms and areas that we can go where we're separated. And sometimes you need that. So I I get it. You do. You do. You do. I have a middle son who's home from law school right now. And he seems to remind me that he has a certain territory and craves (laughs) quiet. So I look at him and I'm like, look, as if I don't have things to do. Right. And then he'll position himself one place. My husband positioned himself another place. This weekend, I'm getting ready to uh, receive my oldest son, who is in Charlotte, and his girlfriend and their two dogs, because they want to come for Mother's Day. So I am 
terrified. I'm like, oh my gosh, all this noise. (laughs) (laughs) But it's exciting. It's exciting. We need family time. And I think a lot of us have to really cherish what's important at this time, you know, is to spend time with loved ones. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So, Sydney, tell us a little bit about your business and yes. you know, what you have going on right now. Okay. So, um, Brandy, when I started my company, Diva by Cindy, um, in 2007, I was a salon owner prior to that. And prior to being a salon owner, I was actually a registered nurse. Um, nursing was not the profession or career that I had picked, I was kind of guided, led into it um, when um, my family kind of figured they they wanted me to pursue a career in medicine, the field of medicine. Um, And I already had known what I wanted to do since age 16. You know, when a child is aware of certain things, they have certain giftings or a person has certain giftings and they know, they're really resolute in what they know. Um, So I experienced um, um, a situation with a chemistry teacher where he taught me how to make nail polish and lipstick because I was failing his class. And he figured the best way to teach me would be a hands-on practical approach. I tell you, Brandy, it's like something was just poured into me when he presented me as a cosmetologist and a chemist. It's like I had finally been given life and I knew what I wanted to do. So I got excited, told my family and my parents were like, no, 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 you're not doing that. You're going to become a doctor. Um, And eventually it was nursing is good enough. Go and do that. Get your bachelor's. Um, you know, just kind of settle into a normal life, so to speak. Um, 13 years passed as a nurse. I sat there frustrated and prayed one day for God just to give me a sign. And I heard, change your focus and change your future. And with that juncture, I left nursing, um, opened a hair salon, experienced turnover in my hair salon, and that led me to my product. So I consider myself a woman who uses adversity to take her next plunge. Most people will kind of cave in with adversity, but I always, it's, it's almost like I need it to get to the next level. So spe- speaking of that turnover at my salon led me to my products. I also had a recent experience um, where now uh, my products are actually in a vending machine and that was also another situation that kind of turned that around so i'm just the woman who who rolls with it you know if it's if it's bad every misfortune for me is a blessing there's a silver lining you know every cloud has a silver lining is one of my my beliefs yeah awesome so you have an yeah. interesting story like your family yeah. really pushed for you to go into the medical Ooh, baby and you did that for 13 years 13 it, years and a slave wow <laughs> It's, you know why that's interesting? Because like I have a teenage daughter now and a lot of times parents push off what they want for themselves yes. or whatever it may be to their children. Yes. Not yes. really looking yes. at what the child is into, what their gifts are, what their exactly. passion is or any of that. Yes. But just really pushing what you think. Well, I want my daughter to be a doctor. I want my daughter to be a nurse or whatever. Yep. And so a lot I can of have time, bragging rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And a lot of people actually 
fall into that and do exactly what they what their parents want them to do. And yeah. you did that. Yeah. But I'm glad, you know, something clicked and you were able to step out in, into salon ownership. Now, when yeah. you decided to become a salon owner, did you uh-huh. work in a salon or were no, you just the owner? No, no. I was okay. the owner. I mean, I started from ground zero. Had never owned a business before, had never owned a salon before, did not know the workings. All I know is there's nothing more powerful than a human soul on fire. And even looking for a loan or looking for the capital, I would dress up in a business suit and, um, you know, take my my uh, business plan, go into make an appointment, go and speak with a manager. I'm looking to borrow money to open a salon. And it was just laughter it was the condescending tone of, oh, you know, you're from nursing to do this. Why? Um, you're a business risk. I heard that so many times as I was turned down from bank to bank to bank. And I tell you, I was so disillusioned. Even landlords would not lease to me. Nobody would lease space to me. One day I was literally driving my car on this road. It's called 140. It's Reisterstown Road. It's in, it's in um, Owings Mills, Maryland. I was driving my car called a number and the landlord said, you sound dumber um, than I thought, or you, you appear dumber than I thought, or whatever it is. And he said, you are going to open a salon. You're going to fail because you don't have any experience. And I broke down weeping in my car because I've had, you know, I had so much adversity come against me in this venture. Wow. And just as I heard that, you know, and it just broke me down, I began weeping a small voice, a still small voice just said, one more time, one more, one more. And I dialed, I just kept going. And I dialed this one number and I was like, God, if, if this doesn't happen, then I'm just going to walk away from this dream because I've been, you know, I've left nursing and I'm looking for a place and I'm looking to start this and all, and all this stuff. And when I dialed that number, the lady said, I'm sorry, we're fully occupied here. However, we have a location at 11299 Owens Mills Boulevard. <clears throat> and if you come and see it, and you like it, then you can make it yours. Do you have a following? She said. And Brandy, I didn't know what following was or what it meant. I said, yes. And I'm telling you, when I got up there and she took me to suite 111, I say one for the father, one for the son, one for the, 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 one for the father, one for the son, one for the Holy Ghost. She <laughs> opened the door, took me in the back, and she said, this is how you turn on the light switch when you come in here. The code to turn on the light switch was 2469. I was born on the 4th of February, 1969. Wow. Yes. And that was the code to turn on the light. That place was my first opportunity at business ownership and owning a salon. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So now you have the salon. Um, how yeah. did you go about getting stylists? Stylists. Honey, once again, you know, going to the beauty schools, going here, going in, not finding anybody in the salon. Um, I was there one day because I had managed to get flooring done, painting done, gotten equipment, gotten the shampoo bowls in, and didn't really know how I was going to get anybody because I had tried and tried and tried. So I'm in the salon with my daughter. She was about four years old at the time, and she was spinning in the chair. And she says, Mommy, there are no people here. There are no people here. And I didn't want her to remind me that. I had set something up and was probably going to fail. I, I just didn't know where I was going to go next because what I did was I negotiated three months rent free. Who does that? I didn't even know that existed, but when I opened my mouth, I negotiated 
at least a few months rent free until and then my rent will start the day I fully open. So that had given me time to prepare and get everything set up. But once that was set up, I couldn't find anybody. So as she was spinning around, I said, Abby, just stop it. And I heard tap, 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 looked out the window and two ladies were there and I asked them to come in. And when they came in, they were like, you know, hi, I'm Erica, I'm Tanya. Are you looking for booth renters? Are you looking for stylists? I said, yes. And they came in as booth renters, um, which meant they had their own clientele and they would be paying me weekly rent bringing their own clientele, their own products, everything, and they will pay me weekly rent. So that's what kind of kickstarted the business, is those two. And they came in in April of 04. By July of 04, all six chairs were filled. But that wasn't for long. I began experiencing turnover after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's interesting is how sometimes, you know, God will give you something uh -huh. and it, it may seem like it's not going to happen. And, and maybe uh -huh. somebody else would have quit. Like, yes. right when they got yes. that one landlord telling them like, you're in over your head, you don't know what you're uh -huh. doing. You're going to fail. Uh -huh. And you get turned down by so many people, uh -huh. Uh -huh. but you just kept on going. And, and he, in that situation was yeah. for you, it was tailored for you. Like the whole yes. You know, it was yes. when you walked in the door. So that is It was mine when I walked in the door. You want to know what's so amazing? It was an old haircut retraining facility that had been vacant for about 14, 15 years. So when I got in there, the mirrors were there. The plumbing for the shampoo bowls was already there. All it needed was a hookup. And then it had already been zoned for that purpose. It was just sitting there. And what I'm going to share with you, Brandy, is prior to that location, there was another location that I was actually in the process of acquiring through another owner. I was going to buy her business. And at the last minute, this was at the end of 03, the last minute she backed out and told me she didn't want to sell to me anymore. And she had some, the, the reason she gave was so horrible. Uh, basically, you know, she said, look, I can't, sell to you because I want to rent a chair from you and I have a Jewish clientele and if they see that there's a black owner, all my clientele are going to leave. So I can't sell to you. And that was so flimsy wow. and so foolish and so prejudiced. But she had all but, you know, shut me down from there. The banks had turned me down. I was getting like all this resistance. So that place in itself was there for a purpose. That place was to birth the product. Because when the turnover began and people kept coming and going, I would go to beauty schools, bring them in. Because after a period of time, my booth runners were like, look, we don't want you to tell us what to do. We don't wear a uniform. We don't do this. We don't want this. Da -da 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 -da. Then I had to turn to commission, which meant the girls that came in, I had to train them and provide um, products for them and market for them. And they take a percentage of what they made. So I had to go to the beauty schools in order to make that happen. And I got to a point where I went from five to four to three to one. And that one was a stylist by day. And at nighttime, she was working at the Hustler Club, which is a, um, a strip club. 
in this area at nighttime, honey. Yes. And when she had to leave for work, I was like, oh my gosh, don't let my neighbor see you. <laughs> I had a Chinese store on one side and a nail salon on the other and a dry cleaners further up. And it was in a shopping center. I was like, honey, I don't want them to see you. Going in. You better cover yourself up when you're going out and coming in. But when I tell you that young lady was so sweet, she was so compassionate. She said, I'm going to stay with you until help comes. And she and I would sh shampoo them, roller set them, style them, do all this stuff. And we did all this until help came. And in fact, when it was with her, when I was down to her is when that point of realization and point of truth came because I was close to closing and a friend of mine said, why did you do this? And I prayed. I said, God, why, why, why? And I kept hearing because of the beauty products at age 16, you always want to create beauty products. But when you left nursing, yes, you went into beauty business, but you should have jumped all the way. You said, God, I'm jumping. I have faith in you. But what you did was you did not go for what you always wanted, which was the products. And therefore, the turnover is happening for you to really go for what you want. Oh, so you yes. thought, you, you, thought you, you were supposed to get into the beauty industry. So you say, well, I'll just get a I'll just do Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. I'll just take half. You know, just give me half a man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to take a whole man. Any man will do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's the analogy I give. You know, with some women, you say, oh, I just want, you know, I did not feel worthy to go all the way. I didn't want to feel dedicated to go all the way. So I was like, okay, let me open, you know, um, a hair salon. And it was also because I didn't know where to pre begin as far as my products. I had been writing ingredients and formulas down all those years um, because I took chemistry in school, but I didn't know how to start packaging and putting together i didn't know all the, any of those processes and that also came having that salon because i was able to connect with my contract fillers through the salon through a friend or um, a colleague who knew them so that all had to happen <laughs> in order for me to get to the next stage yep Awesome. I think so too, because now you're in the beauty industry, you own a salon uh -huh. with a lot of vendors and things of that nature. Yeah. So this puts you in a position to kind of figure out like, how would you go about getting the products to make your own? So Thank you. And then testing it as well, because when mm -hmm. the products were created, we were able to test in the salon for a while. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. so, so along this journey, you started your entrepreneur journey, you own the salon, you're doing the boofering thing and, and mm -hmm. it's not quite working. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned along your entrepreneurial journey at this point? Ask for what you want. Don't be desperate because somebody will want what you have. So always go for what you want and ask for what you want. That's the biggest lesson in all of this. Um, there are many entrepreneurs and business owners who will kind of sidestep and say, well, it's okay if I just take this for now. Oh, you know, oh, I want distribution, but it's okay. Let me take this distribution deal here. Well, it may not be good for you. And you don't feel it in your spirit that it's good for you. Why say yes to something that is not what you really want? Go for what you really want. That is what I would, that is my biggest lesson. Yeah. Great advice.
Yeah. So that leads me to the next question. So ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. And so now that you've shifted the salon thing, um, mm-hmm. you've done that, now you're starting to make your products. Like how does this, you know, how okay. did you ask for what you want now? How did you step okay. into that next level? Okay. So what happened with the products is I already had ingredients um, connected with a contract filler um, in 2007 through um, a colleague. And I said, look, basically, I know what the ingredients I want to be in the product. Um, Let's formulate, let's put this together. And we did. When everything was over, you know, they basically said, well, you know, as far as labeling and packaging, you haven't told us what you want the name to be. And I just, you know, just, just dropped in my spirit, Diva by Cindy. And basically the question was, oh, Diva, Diva. And I said, yes, divine, inspired, virtuous, and anointed. It is the journey of every woman to find who she is, which is that divinely inspired being that she is. And so this is my journey to finding out who I am and using the product, not just to give women longer, healthier hair, but also as a platform and a conduit to helping victims of domestic violence and homeless women and women in shelters. So truly, I always tell people that have something with has an intent. You have to you have to be intentioned about everything. And in creating something, if you don't know what it's intended for, it will not fulfill its purpose. It will not touch the lives that you wanted to touch. So the product was created specifically, even though it was created for giving uh you know giving women healthy hair it's also well intentioned to actually be a vehicle and a vessel for uplifting women who are on the other side and now that i look at everything because we've also um been serving victims of domestic violence and homeless women when everything was happening with the turnover brandy my salon did not close it wasn't going to close because when you have a mission that's greater than the product or a calling that's greater than the product, whatever you're doing will not end. It will not subside unless you choose to end it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so so now at this point mm-hmm. you're you're working with with the products and everything mm-hmm. um, how did you begin to build your brand and get out there and everything how did this oh happen? my goodness trade shows i had a, a friend of mine who's a korean um owned a cute korean beauty supply store and angie was always full of knowledge so i approached her and i said look angie how does one get about turning she said well you've got the salon so I started off with independent saleswomen, 20 women that came, they would come to the salon and I would sell wholesale to them. They'd mark up, sell to friends and family. So it was sort of like a Mary Kay concept. And then they'll come back again and get more. We would have meetings where I teach them how to market and sell and showcase the product. And then Angie told me, look at trade shows, look at trade magazines, look at, um, back then, you know, you didn't have bloggers and vloggers because back in 07, you know, it wasn't that intense. Like you had, people had just started blog, uh, blogging. And so I would use models who were coming in the salon to before and an after picture, showcase that. 
And then we began going door to door to the independent beauty supply stores to get the product on the shelf. What we would do is say, hey, we want to put six items on this shelf. We'll come back next week. Well, six to six, we'll come back next week and promote it and move it off the shelf. So then began more of like a grassroots type of movement. And that's what kind of helped started growing the brand. Of course, at a website that we were selling from, we were selling from the salon, selling through the lady, selling through um, what you call the independent beauty supply stores, and then selling at trade shows. And that kind of gradually started to build the brand from there. Yeah. Tell us about the products that you carry. Like, yeah, what is your what is your key so product? Our key product, um, everything revolves around detangling because we shed up to 100 to 150 strands of hair per day. And if we can help promote healthy hair growth by stopping hair shedding and breakage and stimulating circulation, then a person can have the longer, healthier hair that they, they desire. So our leave-in detangler is our hot or top seller. That has B vitamins in it. It seals the cuticle. It helps give moisture and shine. And it's great for natural hair. It's great for chemically processed hair. And it's great for little girls who cry when they get their hair done. And then we have the leave-in works with what we call a stimulating hair growth system. The hair growth system has peppermint, menthol, camphor, and also tea tree. And that helps promote circulation, opening the follicles so healthy hair can grow. And it's also great for dry, itchy, flaky scalp. So the hair growth system comes with a stimulating shampoo, a stimulating deep conditioner, the leave-in, and the Supergrow hairdress. Supergrow hairdress is what I call a powerful product, a simple product with a powerful solution. And that's what you use as your hair or scalp treatment. I don't like the word grease because it's not grease and I don't think we should be putting a lot of like grease in our hair because it blocks the pores, etc. But it's a scalp treatment and that is what helps with those who have traction tension alopecia. And then we have a moisture system to boot. So all in all we have about 13 different line items including a delicious lotion. And um, this year we added, it's not on our website yet, but we added a healing series called um, Slow Your Roll and Lively Up Yourself. And those are healing oils, um, a healing scrub, and a healing spray for women. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Hey, I really just want yes. you to dive into it for people to make yes. it to give them a clear understanding. Close Yes, yes, yes. So we're focusing mainly on even the women who are on medication, like high blood pressure medication, thyroid disorders, um, and are suffering from any form of hair loss or alopecia. They're the ones that we basically wanted to target because nobody's really paying attention to the sister who has lost her edges. Um, I always say that oil is not what's going to grow the hair stimulating items, products that stimulate circulation. Because think about a cut, a wound. Anytime you have circulation, you cleanse a wound and you have oxygenation or oxygen to a wound, it heals. And that's the same with our scalp. Our scalp needs blood flow, blood circulation in order to um, uh, stimulate hair growth. So that's what we really, really, really love to focus on. And then the moisture products are just to give that hair that added moisture without the grease, without the oil. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's yes. very much so needed. Um, yes. A lot of people, 
know how to make the hair look pretty, but not necessarily mm-hmm. how to care Take for the care hair. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who are suffering from losing their edges, not because Just. they have alopecia, but it's from mm-hmm. the tightness and the pulling. Yes. Uh-huh. The traction and the tension. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah, so that's awesome. I yeah. think those, that's, those are some great products needed. So yeah. do you still have the salon now? No, I actually ran um, Shades of You for five years. I opened another location uh, for two years um, called the Diva by Cindy Salon, where we were doing hair and also providing wellness services um, from massage to skincare, the whole nine yards. I got out of the salon business in 2000 and. Uh, 11 2012 to focus primarily on the products because my attention was in so many different places trying to help uplift the community I had stylists that needed attention I had estheticians who needed attention I had massage therapists who needed attention and I was spread too thin so focusing on the products um, the goal was really kind of put all my, all, all, get all my attention on the products in order to grow the business. Um, And in 2016, I had a very strong urge to go and pick up flyers from this gentleman who uh, prints my flyers for me. And I kept hearing, call Harry, call Harry. I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I went there to pick up the flyers and Harry said, look, Cindy, um, I'm in a hurry right now. The airport is meeting with um, black businesses and small businesses to do business with them. I said, no, 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 give me that flyer. (laughs) So I took the flyer from him, went to the meeting um, with the concession stand uh, for BWI. And during that time, um, there were 60 people, they were only taking four, and I ended up being one of the people that was selected and presented on the fact that TSA takes Uh, women's shampoos and conditioners and we really needed full-size bottles and when they crossed over they needed something on the inside so I opened um, a storefront a retail store at BWI airport and it went wonderfully everything was running smoothly Um, we were really the first natural hair care brand in a major airport and after a year brandy oh my gosh you would think it was happily ever after right after a year my um store was reclaimed and i was told that a makeup company a big cosmetic company wanted my space um i didn't fight it because i i like i said i'm a woman of faith i didn't fight it i released i relinquished i let go i had to let go of my people um, it was a sad time for me because we were doing so well at the airport and that happened in 2018. And I remember just sitting there thinking what happened. And that was in um, April. I was just sitting there. I said, God, you know, I want you to show me why you put me in the airport and pulled me out. And I kept hearing the words automatic, automated, automatic, automated. And guess what I did, Brandy? I went back to work again. I um, saw or had a vision of a vending machine and created the first natural hair care um, vending machine, Heaven One. And she went in the airport. She went in the airport. So I always told you what, with adversity with me, always (laughs) comes something positive. So out of that came Heaven One. 
and um, Heaven One went in uh, the concourse, the BWI, and Heaven One led to Heaven Two, which is franchised at Arundel Mills Mall. And then recently, we franchised a retail store at the airport for another woman. Um, her name is Sequoia Thompson. Opened for her um, this um, past February is when she opened her store there. Awesome. So I have, yeah, so I have a Yolanda um, who owns uh, Heaven 2 at Arundel Mills, and then Sequoia owns a storefront at BWI Airport around the same area where I was, incidentally. Isn't that something? So God oh, says full circle. <laughs> it is. So how does the... Yeah. How does the franchising thing work with the vending machine? With the vending machine. Well, basically, we build the machine. Uh, we build and engineer the machine. And then we find placement for the franchisee. And then we basically will arrange or negotiate the rent uh, payments for that person. And then get them set up with the products, with training, etc. So what they're basically getting is a mobile um, or automated unit, and it's their store um, that they're running either from a mall or running from an airport. So that's what we're doing now. And I love, what I'm excited about that is because it gives Black women in particular, who we franchise for, an opportunity to own a piece of the beauty business, to own that retail side that we all complain about. Oh my gosh, why? Don't we have access? Why don't we have the ability to open our own retail store? Well, we are giving women that opportunity, those opportunities, because we believe that there are ways to overcome certain limitations. And one of them is through technology. Awesome. I, was, I think yeah. that is really great that you opened yeah. up opportunities for yeah. women to have their own, you know, beauty business and everything. I think that's Yes, great. yes, yes. Yeah. Awesome. So tell me, yeah. you, you, talk, you touched on a little bit about your philanthropy. Mm -hmm. tell me a bit, um, you know, a little bit about what you're doing there. Sure, sure. And I, I do, we do what we do with the victims of domestic violence and homeless women, giving them a day of beauty, day of healing, um, because I'm a survivor of domestic violence. And in 2007, um, sorry, no, 2004, when I opened my first salon in November, my husband had said, look, I know that you love volunteering. I know that you love helping people. Um, how about we bring a group of women from a shelter to your salon and you can beautify them? And I thought, oh my God, that's a great idea. So that's what we started doing. He and a friend of his went and they picked up the women we asked the, the shelter for permission. They picked them up. They brought them to us. And we did their hair. We did their nails. They got hand massages. We, you know, had food ready for them. And we had a prayer and healing circle afterwards. And it was so beautiful. I mean, these women were just so grateful that after we had that motivational speech, that healing circle, it was like chains were being broken off. Things, stories were being told. They were being released and healed and from that moment on we realized that we had something that could benefit more women so we carried on doing this and we're calling it the diva project um since 04 we've beautified over 250 women in maryland dc and virginia and to add to that we also work with 
girls in the foster care system who, you know, we've been there to do their hair. We've been to do beauty drives. I was telling you, I did a beauty drive two weeks ago, and I'll be talking to my girls um, next week. We're going to do a Zoom call on Tuesday so I can check in and see how they're doing. And it makes me feel good. You know, when somebody asks you, if you could give up everything and do something, what would it be? it would be healing and helping and empowering women because I believe that that's what I was created to do. That is my purpose in life. Beauty is my platform. Beauty is the vehicle that I use to reach the women. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I say? So I mm-hmm. say that uh, makeup is my passion. Mm-hmm. Empowering women is my purpose. Wow. Wow. So we're in sync. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yes. Yes. I really want to talk a little bit more about that because I know Mm -hmm. that, you know, you, you're a counselor as well and you work Mm -hmm. helping women. So share a little bit of that with us. Yes. Well, I've always been, what my situation is, I've always been a seer. Um, ever since I was five years old, I've always been able to have vision, see, hear, feel. Um, and I always thought, you know, the other kids would deem me weird when I would say things. So I kind of kept some of the, what I saw to myself. But when I opened my first salon, I saw the inside of that location before I moved there. Um, I'm in my third home now. I saw it before I moved in the home and literally described it to my husband um, before when he actually came. I was like telling him over the phone where to find this. This is how it looks. And over the years, I would hide my gift. Somebody would say, I've been married. And I'll say, 22 years. How'd you know? I said, oh, no, just a guess. (laughs) So when I let go of my second salon to focus on my um, products, I ran into a neighbor of mine and shared um, a lot of information about her and a, a man that she'd met. And she thought everything was so wonderful. She said, you know what? I have to come and see you. I have to come and see you. I need, I need your counsel. I need your advice. I need your help. And you have life coaches. But what I am is more so a spiritual life coach. So everything that I share with people is based on what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing, what I'm hearing, and is based more on my prophetic anointing or gift than it is on facts, I, or, or not facts, but opinion. So that being said, when I work with the women in the shelter, or I work with the young girls, I will somehow have information intuitively about them or what's going on to be able to communicate with them. And that helps and that eases the situation. Because I know somebody doesn't want to be hugged or touched or spoken with. And I know when somebody wants to hear my story in order to be inspired and be empowered. So combining my gifting with my business and with my philanthropies where I've really seen myself grow. And you know, um, Brandy, like during our conversation, I mentioned to you about how... um, the situation with the 2469 at the salon, that was not a coincidence. That was divine. That was ordained. That was meant to be. The turnover of that location, that, that place leading to the products, that was also divine. That was meant to be. Before I went in the airport years ago, I knew that 
my products were going to be in the airport and needed placement there. I thought I was supposed to go and find a store and talk to a store owner or a retailer to get the products there. But it happened in that divine way. So I say all this to say that, um, yes, I carry special gifts, but I also want business owners to know that we all have an unction, we all have a knowing. We all sense when something is right or wrong for us. And we need to use that in our businesses a lot more. And that's why I said, go for what you want. When you ask for it, go for it, but just don't settle. Because sometimes you know when something is right for you and when something is not right for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I think yeah. That's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I just love, like, I think you have a very interesting story, Cindy. I love, yeah. you oh, know, learning you. about your journey and thank everything. And I think every bump in the road and every situation, it was all, you know, a part of your path. Yeah. Yes. You had to go through each thing. Yeah. Um. But look at God. Now you're able. Yeah. To, uh, you know, help other women. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, yes. And it feels so good, Brandy. It feels so good. Because just imagine having pieces of you everywhere or pieces of you or of your vision everywhere. But not just that, but the knowledge and knowing that they're also going to grow because of that. They're going to grow in their finances. They're going to grow in their spirituality. They're going to grow in the self-esteem. Everything because of that. It just feels so good. Awesome. awesome. Yes. I, yeah, I could definitely yes. see that, Cindy. So, yeah. Cindy, we talked about so much. We didn't cover the yes. fact that you are in Sally Beauty Supply. So let's talk about yes. that. The fact that that came around full, um, full, you know, full circle because I had been sending products to Sally since 07 when I started and I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready. Um, so that happened divinely as well. <laughs> it happened divinely. Um, I had called a gentleman that I was working with and things hadn't worked out right with him. And I called him, I heard, called him, I wished him a happy new year. Next thing you know, I was being told that Sally's um, planogram was um, coming up and they were bringing in new products. And the meeting went great. Everything went wonderfully. Um, there was such a great synergy. And we found ourselves on the shelf with our stimulating hair growth system. Um, because as you well know, everything is targeted towards just natural hair. But like I mentioned before, our products are used on naturals, those who are chemically processed, and those who are losing their hair. But everyone's forgetting the sister who has lost her hair and is going through, or the young girl who's lost her hair. So the stimulating shampoo, conditioner, leave-in, and the Supergirl ended up on Sally's shelves. And we did a launch. Uh, we did two commercials where um, I got, you know, for my birthday, I told my girlfriend, I said, look, I don't want a birthday present. I don't want a birthday card. I want to invite everybody over. And what we're going to do is we're just going to go to a few of the Sally's in the area and you're going to buy everything off the shelf. You're just going to clear the shelf off for me. So I got a, yeah, I got a party bus. My, another girl, my girls own a party bus and we all got on the party bus and 
I got my videographer to come and I said, you know, just shoot them picking up the stuff, but they are going to clean the shelf off. And that's exactly what they did. And it was just so awesome. So we just, you know, ran those, those ads because it was so, you know, I, I just find everything that you do being authentic, being real, being genuine, being sincere. And they were real, real, you know, hardcore supporters who, you know, came to support and buy the products off the shelf. And we're just hoping to do so much more with Sally's because it's a wonderful company to work with. Um, they really, really, really understand um, their consumer. And that is very important. You have to work with distributors or supplies who understand your consumer and they also have a philanthropy um, component they too share a mission and support victims of domestic violence and actually donate a lot of money towards women in domestic violence shelters so wow. that so was yes causes then yes sure. yes yes so that synergy i was like yes want to work with companies and distributors who have a heart you know, it doesn't have, it. yes, it's about the money. We have a business, but at the end of the day, also have a mission as well, you know, and are, are making a difference in the community. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Cindy, I think that yes. is great. Yeah. So, Cindy, yes. what are you excited yes. about right now? I'm excited about doing more marketing campaigns for Sally's, doing more trade shows, um, getting back to the airport to support um, Sequoia to help her kind of build up her, her store and expanding our reach uh, with our automated vending machine concept into different arenas and more malls and um, airports. So I'm really, I'm like, oh, I can't wait because there's so much to do. And in the meantime, you know, just, planning everything out before it happens. But I'm really, really, really excited about that. And uh, prayerfully, we're going to have another um, day of beauty, day of healing um, in October for our domestic violence um, victims, uh, you know, in the shelter, doing a day of beauty, day of healing. Because now what we do is we go to them instead of them coming to us. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's yes. amazing. Pause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So tell everybody how they could connect you, connect with you and reach you. Oh my goodness. Cindy can be reached through her website, divabycindy.com. She can be reached through 1-800-929-4057, which is our toll-free number. And then customer service at divabycindy.com will forward the information to me or the message and I will receive it. So I'm available through divabycindy.com and Facebook. Um, you can reach me at Cindy Tawia. Last name is T-A-W-I-A-H. Diva by Cindy is our Facebook uh, page and Instagram at Diva by Cindy. And Twitter is the same at Diva by Cindy. So there are various ways. And LinkedIn is Cindy Tawia. Isn't it amazing, Brandy? There's so That's many awesome. ways. Like, you can reach me by trailway. You can reach <laughs> me with your mind. You can reach me anywhere, honey. I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome, Cindy. Well, I would definitely make sure I share. <laughs> well, that's another part. Yeah, that's another no, no. thing that people don't know about me, honey. I'm super silly, honey. Let me tell you, my <laughs> sister, my daughter can't take me anywhere because I take her friends away from her. She's like, nah, why'd you do that? I'm more fun than you are, boo-boo. I'm more fun than you are. 
Thank you, Brandy. Oh, I've enjoyed our conversation, Brandy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Make sure you connect with Cindy Kawia. Cindy, it's been so great having you. As always, everybody, you're welcome. As always, everybody, make sure you stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.